The Science of on The Money Show. Well, I was very lucky recently, as a matter of fact, it was 10 days ago, to go to Fergelechen, which is a beautiful wine farm near Somerset West, because every year, RMB puts on its Starlight Classics concert. Uh, it does it in September in Johannesburg at the Country Club Johannesburg, and then does a similar concert at uh, the at the, at the beautiful Fergelechen Wine Estate. The man behind it all is Richard Koch. What was the best title for you? Maestro. Would maestro, that be conductor. 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 Maestro is so much more exotic. Um, it, you, you told a beautiful story on stage uh, la, uh, t- t- on 10 days ago, and you said that you know, post-1994, the last thing on anybody's mind was classical music. You felt that classical music was in trouble. The private, uh, the, 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 the state-owned uh, companies were going bust. The philharmonic orchestras were going bust. Uh, and you felt like you need to step in and do something spectacular. So what did you do? Well... When the National Symphony Orchestra had its funding withdrawn, which was, it was part of the SABC at that stage, uh, I realized that we needed to go and look for funding elsewhere. And we went to various companies, one of which was RMB. And we approached Lori Dippenar, uh, who was then the boss, and he said, I mean, he was pretty definite and straight. He said, I'm not going to give you money but I will give you an opportunity and I want you to do what I need, which is, for example, uh, at the country club in Johannesburg, I would like you to put on a concert to which we can bring our clients. It's the right sort of surroundings for us and that's where it started. And we did our first concert at the country club in Joburg and then the following year they realized that this was what they wanted to do, and then we repeated it in Cape Town. We've been doing it in the two centres ever since. But what, what strikes me about it, and so typically Laurie Dippenard, who gets a twinkle in his eye, and he gets so terribly excited when he looks at the success of Discovery, which grew up within the R&B stable, and he looks at insurance, and he looks at the businesses that they've created, and he treats them like children. He really does. Uh, there's a very paternalistic perspective on it, and he's proud as punch of these things. But he would look at you and say, right, you want money, I've got money, you can have the money. But in return, let's innovate. It was exactly that, I think. And we had to come up with a sort of concert that would appeal to their clients, to the RMB clients. And of course, that's a bar that's been going up every year since we've been doing it uh, 15 or 16 mm-hmm. years now. And it's more and more difficult to do Absolutely. it each year. So the concert has grown tremendously. It was fairly simple to start with. But now, as you can see, you were there. It's a whole production. It, 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 it's, a, it's a little bit, I don't know, I'm trying to think of, of a great, if you've ever seen the great circus acts of the world, if you've ever seen um, these, these fantastic Canadian circuses that travel the world, and you just get the sense of this enormous production. There is a cast of hundreds, um, and it is a case of bringing everybody who is anybody at this particular moment in classical music in South Africa together to put on a good show. How many people were engaged in Joburg versus in in Cape Town, different people, different acts, different times as well? Well, uh, the orchestra is about uh, 45 or 50 players. Then Seems we, bigger somehow. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does. It feels yeah. bigger because they're spread out. And it's loud. Yeah, and it's loud. And then we've got a chorus. Uh, we had probably 30 in the chorus. Uh, we had many different acts. We had a trapeze act. Yeah. Um, we had dancers from Cape Town City Ballet. And we up here, we have uh, Joburg Ballet. So uh, it, it's a real variety show now. And I think what we've done is to find what it is that people want. 
and it's a it's a whole entertainment show now. It's a production, and we've had to bring in a director. Ian von Memetis being directing, and I think that's when the show suddenly got bigger. It was about five. Well, I can tell you when it was twenty ten, mm-hmm. because we hadn't. This was another idea which someone gave me. Uh, we were just chatting, and he said, 2010, 2010, 2010ers. Yes, I remember and, the 2010ers. And suddenly we had 2010ers. And then we realized that with 2010ers on the stage, we needed to give them some direction. They couldn't just stand there and sing. And that's when we started making a production out of it. And I think it's been extremely successful. It sold out 10 days in advance in Cape Town. It's 10,000 people 10 days in advance. And it's great because it has a spin-off effect on other things which I'm involved in. And I want to talk about that spin-off because it's about the industry around classical music and about classical entertainment because, forgive my heathen approach to this, but I'm not ordinarily going to go and sit through an opera. I'm not ordinarily going to go and watch some tenors standing um, in ruffled shirts singing old-fashioned songs. I'm not ordinarily going to pop off to the ballet and I'm not ordinarily going to go and sit in through a whole philharmonic orchestra, through a, through a, a whole symphony concert. concert through a symphony yeah. concert, absolutely not. But I get enriched to go to a variety show of all of these things thrown into a three-hour extravaganza. You're preserving that culture and introducing Philistines like myself and, and keeping, us, uh, keeping us on the straight and narrow. Well, the hope is that someone like yourself will go to a show like that and then perhaps I would throw out some comment about shows that are coming up and you, you might think, gosh, maybe I should try one of these other ones. And that's certainly when I was running the National Symphony Orchestra, that happened because we did big outdoor events um, and suddenly our audiences for more serious events grew because I sort of punted them Absolutely. relentlessly at the big outdoor yeah. events and said, come along and try them and, and you may be surprised. But, but you put on a show with somebody like Shengi Kwanazi, who is quite possibly the most extraordinary woman I've ever seen put a tune together. <laughs> um, animated, vivacious, glorious singing opera. I didn't understand what she was talking about, but I looked at this woman's face and I could see that she was loving every single moment of what she was doing performing in front of 10,000 people uh, at Vergelegen. And, and she makes a beautiful sound. And it happens to be a beautiful sound, but I want to see her in concert. Tragically, though, she's going off to Chicago to practice her art, which is another feather in your cap, because here is somebody who might not have had this opportunity to learn this craft. Well, I'm very lucky in that I have quite a wide network of people. And uh, last year, she sang at a concert which which I was organizing, but there was a guitarist called James Grace who wanted to do a particular piece of music. And I said, well, you need a soprano, uh, so who can you find? And he asked around at the College of Music in Cape Town and came up with Klengiwe. And once I'd heard her last year at a rather smaller event, I knew that she was the sort of person we needed at Starlight Classics. And there's a further... Uh, element to this and that is that RMB also gives some money through their CSI program Chikululu Social Investments gives money to uh, students who need help to get to places to study or to travel overseas to do auditions or whatever it is so they also set aside an amount of money for that uh, and they ask me to help them choose these people. And Klengiwe is just one of those. She's perfect for that because she's off to Chicago now. And 
she has some financial difficulties and we've spoken about it so we can help her get to the next rung on the ladder which is a fantastic story in itself Richard Cock runs a business called Richard Cock Music Enterprises but previously you ran the National Symphony Orchestra you worked at the SABC they said Richard have this they did uh, and then funny enough the orchestra was retrenched in 1986 it joined Pact for five years and then came back to the SABC and in 1991 when it came back they asked me to take over the running of it which I did for the next nearly 10 years then including the final three when we were uh, running not on SABC money but on charity and that was tough Absolutely right, yeah. but but you you but you've helped revitalise an industry. Would you because you, 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 your face was a grimace when I said, "Here's the man who saved South Africa's classical music scene." You've certainly contributed I, extensively I've, to it. Yes, I think I've contributed to it. But there are lots of people who've who've helped to keep it going. Uh, you know, people in Durban, Cape Town, wherever their orchestras. That's a tough thing to keep going because you've got to keep. You know, 45 or 50 people employed in Durban, it's more than that. And these are full-time professionals? Those are full-time professionals. Here in Joburg now, we have all freelance operators. Um, is, it, is there enough appetite in South Africa to sustain a, a classical entertainment industry? I think there absolutely is. I mean, if you think, you know, uh, those big outdoor concerts attract 10,000 people, uh, this is a good thing and can only mm. be a good thing. And I mean, they're all having a good time and... I think one of the crucial things about those concerts and many of the concerts that I'm involved in is that there's definitely a feel-good factor. I'm, uh, I've discovered that I can make people feel good about <laughs> South Africa, not only by mm. who I have performing at the concert, by the type of music we do and the presentation. I, for me, the presentation is very, very important. And I love interacting with the audience, talking to them and taking them along on this fantastic journey that we're going on. My good friend Rodney Trudgeon, I mean, there are many people who can bore you to death about classical music, but there are very few people who can excite you about classical music and it's that education and understanding the nuance of classical music, which is just so wonderful and then blows your mind because actually you can hear the sparrows walking on the frosty grass, for example, or whatever it might be, if somebody's told you to listen out for it. Well, I think you're well on your way to being a musical <laughs> fithianado. <laughs> well, okay, no, as long as I don't have to say a fithianado. Um, give me a sense, please, of the, the way in which there is this greater acceptance of classical music in society, the large number of young black South Africans who are participating in probably what is one of the most Eurocentric of pursuits. Here is, we've got you know, music that was written three, four, five hundred years ago that is being performed and is being interpreted by a brand new generation of people who ordinarily you wouldn't associate loving that kind of music. Well, there are several projects around the country. Uh, and if you think of the Buscade Soweto String Project, who've produced uh, Samson Diamond, for example, who was playing in the concert that you heard, um, there are several projects like that around. There's one in Bloemfontein, there are a couple in Cape Town. The Cape Town uh, Cape Philharmonic Orchestra has their own youth orchestra. Um, and many of these youth orchestras and youth groups are entirely made up of young uh, black or coloured children. I mean, there are lots of white kids doing it yeah. as well, but there are a lot of black kids, and particularly on the singing side, you know, choirs are huge in South Africa. The, the choir industry, choral tradition is very strong. I call it an, an industry. It's not really. I mean, it's, it's, it comes out of church groups, it comes out of communities, and choral, the choral music and opera are, I suppose, related but Definitely. very different. Definitely related because obviously they're both singing. 
And many of the young black singers, our best young black singers, are coming out of choirs, school choirs. Uh, if you think of uh, people like Klengiwe, mm. Pretty Yende, uh, yes. Njabulo, all of them, uh, he was the other one singing in Cape Town, all of them come through choirs in one way or another. And uh, Cape Town Opera, for example, is, I can't say it's entirely black, but it's jolly nearly. Uh, and, you know, that's, it's amazing. They, they produce a wonderful sound. They've just been voted uh, the best opera chorus in the world. Uh, and they do a fantastic job. And they are discovering that this is a way that they can make a living, you know, in the same way that I've made a, a living over the last 15 years as a freelance musician. So singers are making a living. And throughout Europe, there's hardly an opera house which doesn't have a South African in the chorus. I was going to, I was going to ask, singers. are we yeah. exporting a lot of our talent? Because there, there is a far bigger classical industry worldwide than there is at home. Definitely. And uh, funnily enough, in January this year, I was organizing a masterclass, which was going to choose someone to go and study overseas. And he's from Germany, Professor Prochka, and he was complaining, saying, you know, we're, we're facing such tough times in Germany now. We used to have 80 opera houses. We've now only got 50. <laughs> <laughs> That's a miracle. They've got, you know, they've, they've got 10. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's unbelievable. Um, and so they think they're having a tough time. But, I mean, 50 opera houses needs 50 choruses, 50 orchestras, and, you know, probably five, how many, 500 soloists. It's just, uh, it's an amazing difference in scale. Um, it, it is. I mean, the scale is amazing. The South African industry is amazing. Is the industry growing? Or has it, is it a fairly stagnant industry over the last decade? I think it's pretty tough. I think it's quite stagnant. Um, and it's very tough. It's quite hard to make a living as a musician. You have to be very versatile. You have to be able to do a lot of different things. I'm lucky in that I can, and I think the musicians who are most successful are those who can do many different things. You need to be able to to go with the flow a bit and, and find a niche for yourself, and, and the niches change over the years. I've certainly found this too. Have, have you ever been criticised for trivialising the, the art of classical music of by popularising it? Absolutely. And you go, puh, I assume. Uh, it's, I've been criticised for many years for, for talking, for a start, to audiences. Because but the conductor doesn't speak. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, people used to get quite cross about it. Um, I think it's more common now. Uh, and in fact, uh, you know, almost wherever you go in the world now, people talk. To, to audiences, and there's analysis before and chat afterwards. I, I think the communication is really important, and that's what I've been lucky to be able to do is to communicate with audiences and, and I said earlier, take them along with you on this journey. It's a great journey of discovery, mm. as you are finding out. No, completely, well. absolutely, yeah. but it is, it is about being educated about the intention. I mean, we, we didn't live 300 years ago. There's no way we could visualize how important this industry was to, you know, it was the stir kinnicorn, the new metro of its day, just with better quality productions. Yeah. And, and, you know, it touches people really deeply. I mean, you, you said you nearly had tears in your eyes. I bet there were some moments uh, when the people had tears in oh, their completely. eyes at that concert. I, I did too, when, when the war horse came on the stage. Oh, war horse. We, we spoke to, we spoke to um, the, the company last week, as a matter of fact, yeah. um, and the Handspring Puppet Company from Cork Bay, and just what this has done to their business, the war horse production that's coming to South Africa, and that's yeah. brilliant. But, and I've seen war horse in the West End. It is, the, 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 the puppets are magnificent, and bringing that element in, introducing the fact that this is coming to South Africa, is genius. 
And also, I think, uh, linking up with different types of art forms, different art forms, is important for me also. I like to have dancers and Mm. singers and puppets and all sorts of things uh, on the stage with me because the visual element is becoming more and more important, I think. Richard Koch, the maestro, the man uh, who runs Richard Koch Music Enterprises, and uh, he, he connects music. He used to run the SABC's, the National Philharmonic Orchestra, which was uh, owned by the SABC, and for the last 15 years, since that uh, day where he went into the office of Laurie Dippenau and said, I need some cash. Laurie Dippenau, being Laurie Dippenau, said, OK, but on my terms. And courtesy of those terms, we have got a classical music industry in South Africa, which is not only surviving, but thriving. Richard Koch, thanks for coming in. Thank you.